hello and welcome. I'm Elizabeth Bernhard, host of the Build Smart, Lead Strong podcast here on the Michigan Business Network. And I'm really excited for this episode because we have a really great speaker joining us today and a strong influencer in the space of manufacturing. Uh, we are joined today by Steve Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at Eagle Technologies. <laughs> headquartered in Bridgman, Michigan. And Steve has a wealth of experience. And today we are going to be talking about many topics, including Eagle's role in the electric vehicle market, automation, talent attraction and retention, and trends that we are seeing in manufacturing. So Steve, you bring a wealth of experience. As I said, you are the COO at Eagle Technologies, where you've been, as I understand it, you've been there for three years, going from the director of project management to the VP of operations, and now the COO. And prior to Eagle, you served as the president and owner of West Michigan Tool and Die of West Michigan. And Eagle Technologies, if you are not familiar with them, like I said, they are headquartered in Bridgman, and they provide turnkey solutions for businesses seeking an all-in-one solution to automated production and testing. So with that, Steve, welcome. I'm so glad to have you join us today. Glad to be here, Elizabeth. Thanks for the invitation and congratulations on your podcast. Thank you very much. Really excited about this. Excited for this conversation. So Steve, let's begin. Tell us about yourself and your background. Well, I'm a third generation toolmaker. My grandfather settled in Southwest Michigan years ago and, and was the president of a, a mold making company. And my father worked for him. And then my father went off on his own and started West Michigan Tool and Die. I bought it in 2020, uh, no, bought it in 2003, and then I sold it in 2018. From there, I went and ran a uh, metal stamping company for a while, found it not to be my niche, and then was recruited to come here to Eagle Technologies. And it's, it's the culmination of a career that's taken me all different places and ended me at a place where I just absolutely love what I'm doing. Right. And what do you love about the work that you lead at Eagle? I think probably one of the greatest things here is the people I get to work with. There are so many very intelligent people and innovative people that I am surrounded by. I didn't come up through the ranks of automation, but I've learned it from those around me. I value so many members of our team here at Eagle to help me with decision-making and questions that I have as I get into the more technical aspects of automation. One of the other things is we Automation has a little bit of that cool factor, you know, it's, yes. it's, you see the innovation out there on the floor and you see vision systems and sensors and robots moving things around and it's futuristic and it's very cool. That's great. So what are some of the trends that you are seeing in the industry today when it comes to automation? Well, you know, automation obviously started with the high volume product lines, especially conventional automotive, you know, it was Initially, it was taking the place to get rid of, as they would say, the three Ds of automation, which are you know the dirty jobs, the dull jobs or repetitive jobs that are you know pretty mundane, and then finally the dangerous jobs. So we've seen it. It started in automation, in you know the assembly lines, gradually automating processes that that manually were done in the past, and now you're seeing it branch out into all kinds of other sectors. You're seeing it in more transportation and especially into the EV market, life sciences, energy market, consumer products. We even do some stuff for the defense industry. So it's branching out its tentacles into everything. 
And a lot of that is, is due to being able to have a more consistent product. So your quality is better because the, the robot, for instance, rather than the human, will make the same motion every time. And we're able to, to replicate that product over and over again more exactly. So you're, you know, the quality is a driver for automation. And the other thing is right now, everybody's having a hard, hard time filling jobs. There's, there's, more, there's more demand for highly skilled positions. And so if we can automate those positions and eliminate an operator, that's one less person you have to try to, try to fill their position, I guess. Is a so Steve, is automation taking jobs away or is it doing something else for manufacturers? Do they still have a need for talent with automation? Absolutely. So one of the things we like to say is that we are we are creating jobs rather than eliminating jobs, but the jobs that we're creating are much more technically skilled, much higher paying, much more technologically advanced. So it's a win-win for all involved. Right. You know, we're most of a most of the automated manufacturers where they used to be manual, when they make the jump to automation, the productivity goes up. Some people, depending on the process that you're automating, but it can go up between two and three fold of what it was when it was a manual process. Sizable um, jump. What's that? The sizable jump. A sizable jump. Yeah. If you can, if you're making a hundred pieces an hour and all of a sudden you're making 300 pieces an hour, you can imagine what that does for profitability. Yes. Well, we will be back in just a few moments. We are talking with Steve Jackson with Eagle Technologies. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with the Build Smart, Lead Strong podcast with the Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. All right, welcome back. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. We are talking with Steve Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at Eagle Technologies, headquartered in Bridgman, Michigan. Steve, thanks very much for being here. So welcome, let's Elizabeth. jump. Thanks for let's... having me. We, a lot of times when we're asked to quote a job to automate a manual process, we're given a target of cycle time. So mm -hmm. we want to see, you know, that when they do their return on investment calculations, the customer, our customer that's buying the automation wants to see, okay, what kind of jump am I making? Am I going from one to three or am I going from one to five or is it just, you know, one to one and a half? Mm -hmm. and obviously the larger, larger jump in productivity gives a quicker return on investment and spurs more and more automation. And what are the rates your clients typically see with their ROI? You know, again, it's it can be all over the map depending on the process and the the level of technology that they're buying. 
when we get into some of the higher end processes like vision systems or laser welding or some of that can be quite expensive and you're not just you're not just automating the fabrication or the conveyance or the packaging or the actual assembly of the product you got to remember that you're coming out the other end of the line with a fully tested product so in the line we're not only doing the mechanical buildup of this component but we may also be doing leak checking we might be doing a vision test to see that something is, you know that a that a fitting is connected properly we might be doing pulse tests for an electrical component all kinds of inline testing and then maybe we're even packaging it packaging it putting it in cardboard putting the cardboard on a skid wrapping the skid labeling it with the shipping destination i mean there's there's so much more than just the assembly of the component that goes into these lines that we build. Great, great. And Steve, you are also you also serve as the board chair of the Manufacturing Growth Alliance or MGA. So tell us about that. How did you come to MGA? It is my pleasure to be uh, the chairman of the board for Manufacturing Growth Alliance. Kind of an odd story. I was owner of the small business West Michigan Tool and Die. And I had a particular application for a, a uh, I think it was a patent attorney. Mm-hmm. And every attorney that I tried, you know, did, either didn't have that expertise or was not knowledgeable in my industry. And I couldn't find somebody to fulfill that, that need that I had. And I even went to a couple of the other Michigan associations that dealt with manufacturing and they really didn't want to talk to somebody that had a company that was under $10 million in annual sales. They wanted to deal with Ford, GM, Chrysler, you know, the big guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I felt that there was a need for somebody to serve the needs of a small manufacturer. I called a friend of mine that runs Connexus Group in Southwest Michigan and talked to him about that need. And he was able to help me locate an attorney that would help me. But we also started talking about the need for a manufacturing alliance that would feed the needs of those smaller manufacturers, those privately held, you know, one to a thousand employee manufacturers that seem to be forgotten by the big organizations. Great. And thank you so very much because here we are. So that was 2019, as I understand it, when that need first surfaced, 2018, 2019. Here we are, 2023 and going strong across the state. And without- With a big pandemic in the middle there. With a big (laughs) pandemic in the middle. Put a few pauses in the system there. Great. Absolutely. Let's jump into talking about talent. As you know, every manufacturer, in fact, every industry across Michigan is struggling with talent. They can't, employers can't find talent and they can't keep talent. But Eagle is doing something very different. You are having extraordinary success. And if I'm not mistaken, Steve, 40% of your workforce has gone through an apprenticeship program. You're also doing amazing things with connecting to CTE, career and technical education programs, and a strong commitment to diversifying your workforce and to hiring more women in manufacturing. So talk to us, Steve, about the work that you're doing at Eagle around talent attraction and talent retention. 
Well, Elizabeth, we work with several recruiters and uh, we do not have any internal recruiters as of the moment. Um, we're constantly looking for, you know, the managing system, the project managers, the um, controls, hardware, controls, software, um, engineers, uh, mechanical engineers. So Eagle is also looking for uh, apprentices to serve uh, in our assembly technicians group. Um, that includes mechanical, electrical, machining, and mechatronics technicians. And then we also have uh, a way for that to turn into controls hardware, controls software, or even uh, mechanical engineering careers. Well, we will be back in just a few moments. We are talking with Steve Jackson with Eagle Technologies. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with the Build Smart, Lead Strong podcast with the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back. This is Elizabeth Bernhard on the Michigan Business Network, Build Smart, Lead Strong. We are talking with Steve Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at Eagle Technologies. We work very closely with the local high schools that have CTE programs here in Southwest Michigan. And then we also have a big commitment with the community colleges, both uh, Lake Michigan College and Southwest Michigan College. As you may or may not know, we have our founder, one of our founders, Merlin Hansen, was key in developing the Hansen Center, Hansen Technology Center on Lake Michigan College's campus. We utilize that center to help train our apprentices. We have a four-year program that culminates in about uh, 8,000 hours of on-the-job training and about two years of apprenticeship training in, in the classroom. As you said, about 40% of Eagle employees went through some type of apprenticeship to uh, get where they're at today. And we are very proud of the fact that we have over 30 apprentices here this year actively going through their program. But we also are expecting, we just had a uh, apprenticeship night kind of open house and we had 170 people attend. Now, a lot of that is one prospective apprentice with parents. So there was, uh, you figure you divide that by an average of three, and that tells you how many people we had interested in apprenticeships here. That's outstanding. Um, Yeah, it was, it was a really cool night. We get to show off our, show off the business. We had 30 of our Eagle associates, including myself, divide these people up into small groups and walk them around and talk to them about pieces of equipment that we have on the floor. 
show them what an electrical panel that's controlling uh, a large line does and how it's wired and and all of that and then also the pneumatics hydraulics the, the mechatronics side of things and then the mechanical assembly as well it, it was a great night and then we have a fantastic in-house machining group that uh, uh it, it takes up about a third of this plant down here in bridgman michigan so i mean it sounds like you're doing all the right things and the fact that you are having an open house so to speak where you invite not just the potential employees and candidates for your apprentices but their families and i've, I've heard from so many manufacturers they've said to me elizabeth can't you just help us with our talent attraction problems can't you just tell the parents that manufacturing is a really good career to go into I'd love to hear any feedback that you heard from parents that night. What did, what did you hear from them? So uh, I had a couple of parents actually come up to me and say, it's, it's so clean in here and such a nice work environment. And it's, you know, it's not the, you know, dirty, dangerous, nasty manufacturing environment that my father always warned me about. And uh, it's true. Our plants are heated, they're air conditioned, they're, uh, this plant in particular is 100% accessible by overhead hoist. So we're, you know, never straining to pick things up by hand or, or anything like that. They're well lit. They're, um, we have such cool things going on here for culture. You know, we have a lot of young people, but we, we do cool stuff. You know, we bring in uh, once a month, we have a day where we bring in food trucks and have a special meal that the guys can win. And, and Eagle pays for it for lunch for everybody. And we might bring in, I think last month it was euros. A couple months ago, it was wood-fired pizzas. Uh, you know, it's just a, a neat thing. And then last year to, to uh, kind of be able to work off a little of the stress at work, uh, you could sign out for a half hour and they brought in a trailer with... Um, uh, professional axe, not professional, but like league axe throwing targets and an instructor that would show you how to throw axes. And you could, I signed out with a couple of people here and we went out and threw axes and competed, you know, nice friendly competition for a little while. And it, it's a great team building moment. And it's a great chance to get away from work and to relate to some of your coworkers in a way that you normally would. That's great. I love it. So what are some of the next steps that you imagine taking after this apprenticeship night? What do you, what will be the next steps for the potential apprentices? So we gave out uh, applications. I don't remember the numbers on how many applicants we got that night. And then we'll take applicants from out that were unable to attend that event. Um, we'll start signing them up for interviews. We'll bring them in. Uh, there is individual one-on-one -on -one interviews. And then we do a panel interview with some of the managers here. Um, we start to look at how many electrical, how many mechanical, how many pneumatic, and how many machining apprentices we want to bring in for that year. And then we start doing callbacks and we'll start bringing guys in. And eventually if you're selected, you'll get enrolled in the program. Uh, LMC previously and SMC this summer is offering a pre-apprenticeship program whereby they, the kids go to school or the, the applicants, they're not always kids, uh, go to school for um, I think it's 10 weeks during the summer, we pay them a, a minimal wage to go to school, but we also pay for their schooling for that 10 weeks. And I believe they get an entire year of the apprenticeship education okay. out of the way 
um, and start their apprenticeship in the fall, working full-time here and taking classes at night with already a year ahead. Well, this is Elizabeth Bernhardt with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. We will be right back. Looking for office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing and save. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The office outlet has a huge selection of new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Save 50 to 90% on used seating, desks, files, and more. The office outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. All right, welcome back. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. We are talking with Steve Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at Eagle Technologies, headquartered in Bridgman, Michigan. So this pre-apprenticeship program, that's with SMC and LMC or? In the past, it's always been LMC and was done at the Hanson Center. Uh, unfortunately, LMC decided this year that they um, were not gonna be able to host it for the summer. And we were very happy to hear that SMC was willing to fill that void. And we're proceeding with, uh, with, with another community college for the summer. Great. So what you're telling me is that a young person or a job seeker can go to school and get paid for it? Am I hearing that? That's correct. Um, it's it's a really not only that they get their school paid for, and they so, get their school paid yeah, for. Yeah, it's it's once you're into this program, um, it it's an honor to be selected, and yes. it is a fantastic jump start to somebody's young career. Outstanding. I, I love the work that you're doing. And I know that you had, you invited me out to join your fall event to celebrate all the women that you have working in manufacturing at Eagle. And I know that that's a strong commitment on your, on your part and the part of your leadership team. How, how is that turning out in terms of diversifying with women in the workforce? I believe now we have a woman in each of the uh, major disciplines within the company. Right. The mechan or the uh, manufacturing assembly people, um, the machining group, um, the electrical panel build group, and we we would. I I most recently hired um, a woman that helps us with. She is our. Uh, she works for the project management group, and she is. Um, she is our expedite, materials expediter and materials planner that works directly for our project management group. And that has been just unbelievably successful for us. Uh, I've, if you're a woman and you want to get into this line of work, please come see us here at Eagle Technologies. We're eager to hire some of the most skilled people we've ever had here, which are the, are the women that we've got working for us. Wonderful. Thank you. I was just touring a manufacturer today and he was describing that, that when he has a project that requires great attention to detail, he has his women who are his employees work on that project because they bring the best attention to detail. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. 
Right. We are going to dive in to automation and the electric vehicle market. Eagle, of course, supports both of these parts of manufacturing. You play a big part in the EV industry in Michigan, as well as in automation and supporting Michigan small to mid-sized manufacturers, as well as large manufacturers with their automation needs. So, of course, the EV industry is everybody's talking about it, right? The state just made an additional $120 million investment in the Marshall Ford plant, the EV mega site that's that's going to be built there, taking statewide incentives to over a billion. So Steve, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the EV market. What does this kind of investment in Michigan's EV market do for Michigan manufacturers as a whole? Well, uh, I would say that uh, Michigan's investment in the EV market is an investment in the in the Michigan workforce. Um, this the the movement in electric vehicles or the movement towards electric vehicles from internal combustion engine vehicles is going to uh, propel the need for uh, highly skilled, highly technically skilled uh, people in the workforce. All of these automated lines that we're building that do things like um, brick and module assembly of batteries or pack assembly of the entire battery pack for an electric vehicle, um, as well as all the all the subsidiary uh, uh, types of devices that have to go to put it together and test these batteries, all are going to take once these lines are installed in these manufacturing plants, such as the plant in Marshall, once they're installed, there's gonna to have to be an entire crew of controls engineers that are able to maintain the code uh, written for to control this line. It's gonna take uh, mechanical, um, highly skilled mechanical assembly type maintenance people that are going to make adjustments to the line or change out used or worn parts within the line. Um, It's going to take strategic buyers that are able to buy the replacement components that wear out in a assembly line. And then it's going to take engineers that are going to be able to come up with upgrades to this line. That's one thing about automation that not a lot of people take into account is that there is an ease to updating the process more quickly than having to retrain a manual process. And those types of engineers that plan for upgrades or model changes or things like that, all will be in great demand. Well, this is Elizabeth Bernhardt with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network. We will be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Welcome back. This is Elizabeth Bernhard on the Michigan Business Network. Build smart, 
Lead Strong. We are talking with Steve Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at Eagle Technologies. And so if you think of this kind of investment in Ford and the mega site that is going to be built in Marshall, what do you think the state needs to keep an eye on when it comes to Michigan's second and third tier suppliers to the automotive industry, to the EV automotive industry in particular, but is there anything else that the state should be paying attention to related to the small to mid-sized manufacturer? You know, I would say the idea of continuing to fund Industry 4.0 and the initiatives that go with that to help smaller and mid-sized manufacturers be able to support the big guys. So, you know, we're a fairly small manufacturer being just under 300 employees and about just under 400,000 square feet, we're still considered a pretty small player. And the grants and things like that, that our customers can utilize to automate their processes and make products for somebody like the Ford Marshall plant is key. So, you know, I, I would think the state needs to keep an eye on the idea of continuing to fund such initiatives. Right. I agree, Steve. You know, for our listeners who aren't so familiar with the Industry 4.0 program, it's Industry 4.0 Technology Implementation Grant with funding provided by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. So far, they have provided up to $6 million in funding for Michigan small to mid-sized manufacturers. And the MEDC works with six regional partners around the state, including MGA, to administer these grants to small to mid-sized manufacturers. And I can tell you, Steve, the demand from the manufacturers is so great. They're so grateful for the support from the MEDC and from the state in the investment in their companies, because without the support, they might not be willing to take that risk. Earlier, we spoke about the ROI that your clients are seeing in their investments in automation. Can you speak to some of the small manufacturers that you have supported? through Industry 4.0 implementation grants or through projects similar to Industry 4.0 implementation? Sure, Elizabeth. I think it would probably be in, probably not within my my right to name them by name, but I can give you industries of people that we've served. You know, there's small manufacturers that are doing things like producing fiberglass tubs and, and shower surrounds where we're automating the process of trimming the excess and, and cutting holes, drain holes and faucet holes in these products automatically, you know, eliminating these dirty, dull and, and dangerous jobs. And that particular customer was, was the recipient of some of this Industry 4.0 grant money. We've had, I can't tell you how many potential customers and customers that have been given this opportunity to take their business to the next level and strengthen their bottom line with profitability, protect their employees with automated processes where, whereby the operator stands behind the guarding and all the bad, tough operations go on inside of an enclosure and with the control of the operator, of course, but the operator isn't, isn't in there where, you know, he could be injured. And then, you know, the, the backbreaking work of, of packing out finalized product, lifting big heavy boxes and putting them on skids and wrapping them manually and things like that. All those types of things have been huge gains for these small manufacturers that have been the recipient of help from the MEDC. Right. Thank you. And I, I couldn't agree more. We're, with the manufacturers that MGA has supported around the state, 
from the UP to the city of Detroit and Lansing area and other regions, we're really finding that they are, with the support of this grant, they are willing to make the investment. They're willing to take that risk. And they're already, not even nine months into the grant cycle, already starting to see a return on their investment. And a critical metric that we look at actually is not only increase in the revenue, but job retention and job creation. These grants are there not just to help the company's bottom line, but to really help the individuals working in those companies by taking them out of those monotonous, dangerous, repetitive jobs that could be at higher risk of injury. So we're so grateful that you're part of this, this arena working with us on making manufacturing better for everyone and really helping companies and individuals and communities at, at the same time. So coming to a close here, Steve, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners or anything else that you would like to share that we didn't touch on today? You had mentioned the idea of electric vehicle and the electric vehicle market in Michigan and what it means to Michigan and yes. what the the governance of Michigan should keep an eye on. Remember that electric vehicles isn't isn't limited to electric cars or personal vehicles such as SUVs and pickup trucks and things like that, which we serve almost all of the badges you see out there on the road of electric vehicles. But we also are are seeing it in lawnmowers. We're seeing it in both commercial and pleasure boating. We're seeing it in, so in, in marine, but, and we're seeing it in aviation as well. So these vehicles, you know, don't get your mind wrapped around that it's just the, you know, electric cars you see going down the road. It can be a whole host of other things, electric lift trucks and support vehicles for manufacturing. Um, you can see eventually we're going to see heavy semi-style trucks that are uh, electric, electrically driven. So, you know, the future is bright and the uh, opportunities are many. That's great. Well, thank you so very much, Steve. Thank you so very much for joining us today. This is Elizabeth Bernhard with Build Smart, Lead Strong on the Michigan Business Network.